0: Hello, and welcome to the St. Rose podcast. I'm your host, Belinda Smith, founder of conscious luxury fragrance brand, St. Rose. St. Rose travels around the world meeting fascinating creatives, artisans, and multidisciplinary experts across a range of modalities to inspire our collection. Much like the instantaneous travel through place and time that the power of scent awards us, our hope is that this podcast serves as an invitation to join in conversations that will transport you as we dive into intimate discussions that celebrate people, places, culture, and art. Today, we have a very special guest, Daisy Hoppen, who is a London-based multidisciplinary creative who owns and directs her own luxury PR and communications agency, representing some of the hottest brands across the art world, as well as fashion and creative design. She's also a regular contributor to titles, including another magazine. And she is the co-founder and creative director behind the beautiful line, Fern Fans. Daisy, welcome. Thanks for joining our discussion conversations that transport you. Thank you for having me. It's really lovely to meet you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It's um, been such a pleasure because I am absolutely in love with your line, Fern Fans, which we're going to dig into. I would love first up in your own words to tell us a little bit about
1: yourself, where you're from, and... Yeah, give us your background Daisy <laughs> I guess um, I'm a born and bred Londoner. I was born in London and um, I've lived here my whole life. Um, I started my agency eight years ago. And as you say, we work within so many different disciplines because I think as a woman today, you're not just interested in fragrance or fashion, you're interested in art, lifestyle, culture and music. And. We've been very, very lucky that a lot of the people we work with, we've worked with since pretty much the day they opened their businesses. So it's a very personal way that we work. I'm still here based in London right now through through this kind of very, very strange year. I am just trying to think what else I can, what I can say about myself. Um, okay, I started okay. Friends a few years ago. I guess it's more of like a kind of a passion project. Not really understanding if there was a market for it, but it's been really quite beautiful to kind of see how people have responded to it of so many different ages and kind of age groups and just really wonderful yeah
0: yeah i adore it it's very artistic and also really ritualistic and i love that you and your um, co-founder have have started this so we'll get more into that but um, speaking to london chatting with you today across the pond i would love to kind of being a fragrance brand. What kind of like scents, and you know, this can be just an aromatic note, flowers, an orchard. What takes you back to those golden summer days?
1: I mean, I think in London we've got so many green spaces. It's really the freshly cut grass scent that Yes. makes me think of summer you know when the parks are finally being kind of mowed and you can kind of smell everyone's gardens as well um that's really what makes me think of summer and london always i love it i love the kensington gardens i've been to london yeah.
0: a lot and i'm really missing it what are your favorite gardens or parks in london
1: i mean i'm quite it's a little bit morbid but i've got really into cemeteries oh, <laughs> this last year because um actually you have the most beautiful cemeteries in London which are actually yes. gorgeous with kind of flowers and um, they're kind of amazing places to go and walk and be around so whether it's Highgate Cemetery or Nunhead they're kind of sometimes kind of almost like forests oh, and kind of um, I guess like a kind of departure from what people think about in terms of like a London a London park but yes. if I was to go to one um, it would probably be my local which is Highbury Fields which is a kind of a small, it is the fields near High Islington Station. And it's just very kind of beautiful and kind of private and yeah, very, very special. Although Hampstead Heath is lovely at this time of year as well.
0: Yes. It's like always living in, in New York. It's like you, you crave out finding these little green spots in the city. It's like you kind of just yeah. find yourself lost and, and like your point, another world. Well, jumping back to you and your career, you had such a successful career before starting your own agency, which is now almost 10 years old. And especially, you know, PR has been such an evolving landscape. It's really radically changed even in the last, you know, five years. And of course, this year so much indeed. Um, But how do you find yourself staying inspired? And how does that change between, you know, I'm sure it looks maybe a bit different today post 2020 that we shall not dig into <laughs> we'll just sure. stay positive um you know does it look different
1: than it used to I mean 100% when I started so I've now been doing PR for 16 years and you know when I started there was fax machines you know you wow. would get all runways <laughs> fax machine, you, know? you know it was really about picking up the phone talking to people meeting people and yeah you know, I always have to say, it. it is one of those things when someone asks you what you do, and you say you do fashion PR, people immediately think devil wears Prada, or mm-hmm. ab fab. But <laughs> it's, it's, that probably was the old way of doing PR. But actually, the way that it is now is that it is a business at the same time. You know, you're very, very protective of your clients. It's incredibly personal. You know, you have to be very fast, very, very strategic. It's, I think the biggest challenge at the moment is it's not hard to launch something. it's hard to keep the longevity of something right. and to really help your clients grow a business yeah you know it you and the media landscape is very, very different as well. but as i said we're we're so lucky that with so many of our clients we have these kind of very personal relationships with being slightly able to kind of keep I guess that nostalgia of kind of how fashion p r used to work, but yeah, I started off my agency really because. I felt that there was a gap in the market to perhaps try and combine the worlds of art and the worlds of fashion. But I'm also very kind of grateful to the experience I had at the larger agencies. And I have to say, I bow down to any business person right now and any woman that's had offices all over the world for an agency, because it is really, really, really tough. And I think when I started my business, I had no plan. I didn't even have a laptop. I had a BlackBerry (laughs) My first laptop when I started my business eight years ago so you know I was doing my receipts myself just it's it's a different world now and for anyone saying they wanted to start a PR agency now it there's a lot of other things to kind of think about but I do think that the thing that you have to keep is that personal connection whether it's Mm -hmm. to press whether it's celebrities or media and to your clients you know you can't just be a face behind a screen you have to be present Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And I'm sure that um, there was a lot of pivoting for you uh, in this last year as there was for all of us. Mm -hmm. How did you feel like you did stay inspired when, you know, London experienced so many lockdowns? Or did you, I'm sure, you know, you're, you are so cultured and such a traveler and, and then suddenly finding yourself
1: kind of kept indoors. The irony is that the beginning was such a whirlwind you know it had come off the back of multiple fashion weeks because we do Copenhagen fashion week here for Ghani as well as London as well as Paris so I was so used to being on this kind of treadmill that actually I don't think I really appreciated how wonderful it was just to jump on a train to Paris or jump on a plane and so I think in terms of clothes and being inspired you know My clients all have such a unique point of view that I still get really, really excited by seeing what they're putting in it and what they're creating. They really are true visionaries, but also I think I kind of kept saying inspired by getting dressed every day and by putting jewellery on every day, by getting dressed every day. I I have to say, I don't wear any tracksuits really.
0: Oh, good
1: on (laughs) you. I cannot say the same. (laughs) I was living by myself quite newly single after a 10 year relationship. So I felt like I, obviously none of us knew how long this was gonna last for, but I sort of thought I have to start good habits mm-hmm. good habits involve exercising, getting fresher every morning, hopefully smelling freshly cut grass yeah. and getting dressed. And oh, so, I I, so I was, I'm very lucky I get to wear, you know, beautiful clothes from people that I'm truly inspired by every day.
0: It's so true. It's so important to just, yeah get going and now you have a, a French man in your life I hear so good on you something must have worked there.
1: <laughs> um, we actually met running in the park. Oh I love it. Yeah I had not done the dating scene for 10 years so despite a pandemic it was actually quite a kind of old-fashioned way to meet someone. Oh. <laughs> we, ran, we ran past each other every day for like six oh. weeks and passed me out. Oh my gosh I love it so, yeah so I actually met him running in high brief high fields so that's beautiful yeah yeah oh. you have to find the wins from such a strange year absolutely that's a big win finding
0: some <laughs> Frenchman <laughs> on your run okay so let's dig into friend fans I am pretty obsessed with these and we were chatting previously and I didn't realize that it shares such an ancient history like fragrance all the way back to the ancient Egyptians so share share with us about phone fans and the
1: intention behind it I just think it's such a beautiful story. So um, my sisters and I we we spend quite a lot of time outside of the pandemic in Mallorca and if you go down to the local town square any day you'll see every woman there with a fan young young or old you know just to kind of keep yourself cool in the air and with my I mean my wonderful ex -ex ex-boyfriend of many years I he actually runs a sales agency and it's very very hard to bring a new product to market that isn't already being done you know in very very sort of strong luxury ways by wonderful brands that have huge heritages and I just thought there was a gap in the market and so um I started investigating fans and, um, you know, they do have actually a wonderful kind of history in terms of Spain and their production there. And, you know, it's, it goes back centuries, some of the factories. So it kind of started from that way. And um, a friend of mine from Copenhagen, um, who's an incredible textile designer, he and I decided to kind of start the brand together just in a very small way to kind of, yeah, I guess to kind of try try it out. And um
0: much yeah it kind
1: aspect. of we, yeah, <laughs> it, it's kind of it's growing from there I mean we're we're a small company but I think I mentioned I love the fact that we have teenagers 20 something year olds going off to festivals or raves taking fans with them to stay cool mm-hmm. and then we have women going to menopause you know in the later part of their life who again just want something very discreet to be in their handbag that they can kind of cool themselves off with and um you know our subway system in the UK isn't great, so whenever I'm on a tube, I would always take a fan. Normally, they're great for weddings. You can kind of accessorize them with your outfits, and that's been the most fun. Kind of thinking about kind of trends. You know, do you want something that's very kind of paired back and minimalistic, just like a kind of simple cotton, or do you want something that's more decorative with kind of mimosa flowers on? And it's um it's really lovely seeing how people shop and from all over the world. And yeah, I have never had a product to sell before. You know my my job is. I'm servicing people in terms of business so it's been really interesting to see how how it works and kind of learn on your feet yes well
0: they are gorgeous and they're all truly pieces of art and keepsakes and your uh, co-director hand paints some of the designs right
1: so she she works for various um danish brands and um she she kind of we would sit down together and kind of work out the kind of the theme or the trend of where we're going in the season mm-hmm. what is sold well for retailers in the past or through our own website and then um the factory that we work with hand paints them all yeah it's beautiful so it's, yeah it's a very kind of process I guess compared to kind of clothing or even even perfume
0: <laughs> yes well yeah. you no know, I still artisanal though and I just love the story behind it and how old yeah. some of these factories still are I just think that that's always yeah. so beautiful to support these these arts make sure that they don't die out and that we do bring them back. I also see it as such a beautiful fashion accessory to kind of get us out of mask life. You know, you can just open up a fan and have that in
1: front of your face if you're feeling yeah. like... What's <laughs> that whole history of communicating with a fan and flirting with a fan? You know, there's a whole fan language, you know, where you're kind of hiding behind it and flirting with someone. and Certain yeah. movements show that you're kind of with someone or you're available or not available. And actually in London, there is a fan museum in Greenwich, which yeah. holds the archives of fans from over the centuries. And um, it's really beautiful. They have like a little tea room in there. And I mean, the gift shop is hilarious because it's everything you can think of that's a fan. So like <laughs> fan, soap, fan, tissues, just postcards in the shape of fans. But that's kind of, I guess, one of the things I love about London. We have all these very kind of niche, niche places to go and visit. And um, yeah, it's, it's adorable. I would definitely recommend when you're next in London going to visit.
0: Uh, I'm there. I'm there. We're going to meet up. We're going to do this. I'm going to go walk around these beautiful parks together with our fans. You can teach me the art of flirting, even though I'm very much tied down. <laughs> I'm out of practice there, so my husband will appreciate it. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so I'm so excited for this next part. This is Um, so much fun for me. We're going to play a little game. I ask all of our guests to put together a playlist Um, and of course yours did not disappoint at all. I absolutely love it. I've been listening to it all week and it's so much fun Um, and I I just feel like so music for me is is like the other invisible sensory art like Mm -hmm. fragrance and it really has always transported me much like fragrance does So while I wish I could play a soundbite of these tracks because they are so good, and you introduced me to several new favorites, I'll just have to call a song title and you can tell me where it transports you. To those listening, you'll definitely want to head to the St. Rose Spotify where you can listen to Daisy's mixtape for yourself. Okay, so first up is perhaps one of my personal faves, especially for the classical genre, recomposed by Max Richer, Vivaldi,
1: The Four Seasons. I think Max which is, is a genius. And I actually saw him play at the Barbican um, only a month or so before, before the lockdown. And I think that music is, it's so evocative that like you can't help mm-hmm. be lifted by it. And um, he's a master of classical music. So it's one of my desert island discs for sure. That's that track and it has to be spring for sure. Yes,
0: I agree. Yes, it takes you to spring then. That's beautiful changing gears to highlight an absolute legend into the mystic Van morrison
1: Van morrison and i have seen him play multiple times and he never plays astral weeks and it's like this is this is such an amazing track but it reminds me of family home spending time in ireland with friends over kind of multiple multiple decades of my life and um yeah, it makes me think of like, yes, swaying in a concert crowd with my sisters, because yeah. there's four of us listening to this, this song. Just hoping that he would, he would play it, but it's, it's beautiful. It really is. beautiful.
0: It's all time, all time, one of my absolute favorite.
1: And Morrison, he's such a
0: poet too. You know, so many of these songwriters are true yeah. poets, and I just love the lyrics of all, of all of his tracks. Me too. All right, switching gears a little bit. This was a new one for me, but love it so much. I have to call it out. Falling in between days, Margot.
1: Yeah. So this is actually um, my little sister's boyfriend's band. Oh, cool. Margo, and they've been together for about 10 years, my sister and her boyfriend, Alex, and he's the lead singer. And then they've had a couple of different names, but I love this song. I just think it's it's a really great sort of rock song. And um, it is, I kept on replaying it this week yeah. so thank you for introducing me no, I I keep thinking maybe the next kind of king of rock is going to be my sister's boyfriend. but I think got <laughs> a lovely voice and um yeah I just really love that track and I've listened to it a lot last year when I was kind of running around Highbury Fields
0: Was this, was this what was playing? I feel like I'm just like painting, you know, you're like seen in a movie
1: of meetings. It it probably should have (laughs) been the the Max Richter. That would have been, that would have been cooler and more kind of cinematic. (laughs) Yes, so that can be the opening.
0: (laughs) And lastly, another that stands the test of time, Kiss from a Rose seal
1: i love i love seal i'm yeah. he, i'm such Happy a song. super fan but my sister mimi is an even bigger super fan and um, this is one of her favorite songs and we've actually done really unsuccessful karaoke to this song before <laughs> really, i mean it's just one of those songs you look back and you think why why did i pick it um you <laughs> think of my sister mimi and i love the album cover as well it's such a beautiful cover and yeah, I guess it kind of, I was writing them whilst looking at your fragrances and I just, it just made me think of them actually. Oh,
0: so. thank you. Gosh, how flattering is that? <laughs> thank you, thank you. Well, that was fun. I appreciate you playing along with that. Um, and then just to wrap up, tell us what you are most excited about for this year.
1: Oh, sunshine on my skin. Mm-hmm. That for, for me, like that, the idea of sunshine and touch I think, you know, time and touch feels so precious. So I actually have I have no great ambitions for anything hugely overexciting. I think um it'd be lovely if I could get out to Mallorca, but if anything, it's just to be able to hug my friends.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. Yes. And it felt like such a long winter here in the Northern Hemisphere. So I'm very much the same now that the weather's shifting and we're getting warmer. I'm just like living for like a sunshine patch.
1: (laughs) In the UK here right now, um, all the trees are lined with blossom. It's all the blossom is out and all the magnolia trees. And there's something about the kind of very small they're not small things but the things I guess I didn't really look at before mm-hmm. but now you know walking to my office or running around the park seeing the seasons change every day rather than being kind of bowed down in a phone and just seeing yeah, the blossom and the trees and the sunshine starting to come out it just feels actually really meaningful.
0: Yeah we've had we've all had to be forced to bloom or replant it and really appreciate yeah finding little escapisms in every day yeah. so amazing daisy well thank you so much it's always such a pleasure and thank you for having me you've just heard the saint rose podcast St. Rose is a conscious luxury brand rooted in the art of nature. Born in Australia and crafted in New York, we create aromatic rituals at the intersection of beauty and wellness. For more information on St. Rose, visit us online at st-rose.com and follow us on Instagram.